This is Bill Duncliffe welcoming you back to another edition of the Can Do Horse Racing Podcast, a podcast about all things horse racing, some history, some handicapping, and some humor. In this edition, listener Jim Gaudette shared with us his big score story, and Kelly Smith Lawless rejoins us to handicap this Saturday's Fountain of Youth. This week's big score comes to us courtesy of Jim Gaudette, the rolling pick three king of Foxborough, Massachusetts. Jim's story is great because it reminds us that unlike, for instance, sports gambling, horse racing provides the opportunity for doing way more than just doubling your money, even if it's on a small budget. For instance, like King Gaudette did, turning $4 into nearly $950. Jim's story brings us back to the big race day of 2018 at Tampa Bay Downs and concludes with the big race on the card, the Tampa Bay Derby. Jim's pick three strategy generally consists of playing one logical winner and one reasonably priced horse, and hoping to combine them into either a smallish payoff if the logical horses win, or a solid payout with a combination of logical and price plays, or, on rare occasions, big balloons when three price horses come in. On this particular day, Jim kicked off leg one with, hold your gasps of surprise here, a Chad Brown winner on the turf in the Hillsborough Stakes. In this particular case, however, because of a deep and competitive field, four-star crook stole the top prize at nearly 4-1. to one. A great start to that ticket. In the next leg, the massive overlay Andina Del Sur, who had been running well on the turf ever since her debut for trainer Tom Albatrani, took down the mile and the 16th Florida Oaks at 13-1. to one. In those heart-pounding moments with which we were all familiar, she prevailed by a whisker, rallying from way back to take down the top prize in a battle with, wait for it, a Chad Brown runner, and a runner trained by a former assistant to Chad Brown. The last leg was, as mentioned, the Tampa Bay Derby, the track's prep race into the Kentucky Derby. In this case, it was a classic example of how you can find a price horse simply if you are willing to ignore the last race on their running line and if you apply some logic to the other running lines. In this case, Quip, winner of his first two starts at six furlongs and then a mile on the 16th, was coming into the race off of a layoff after the Kentucky Jockey Club stakes at Churchill Downs. In that race, starting from the 11th post, he was never really able to settle comfortably and ultimately finished in 7th place. The layoff was nearly 4 months, but he was training well for up-and-coming trainer Rudolf Brissett, and importantly, he had won his first ever race, so one could reasonably conclude that a layoff would not be injurious to this horse's chances. And you knew he could get the race distance of a mile in the 16th, having already recorded a win at that distance. So, a good read regarding the layoff, the horse's ability to get the distance, and the last troubled effort resulted in an incredible bargain price of 19-1. Always prominently placed in that final leg, Quip's win resulted in, no joke, $949.60 on a $4 ticket. Nice work, Jim. Like Jim, don't forget to send us your big score story. Email us at candobilldy at gmail.com or post it on our CanDo Facebook page and we'll gladly read it on the air. All right, so joining us for another round of guest handicapping is Kelly Smith-Lawless. Kelly uh, joined us last year and did some guest handicapping, and this year, Kelly, you drew a pretty competitive race, and I think uh, you called it, I, I like this, the the undefeateds versus the closers, so I'll be curious to see how you think this one is going to shape up for us. Uh, well, thank you, Bill. It's always a pleasure. Well, I, I'm a big fan of the three of them. Uh, especially, you know, on the Derby Trail and to see how they're doing and progressing. Uh, and, you know, this time of year, it always excites me to see so many undefeated horses race each other, albeit they've only raced one or two times. Uh, but it's still exciting because you know that at the end of the day, you know, at a minimum, only one of them could win. And then when I was looking uh, deeper, I noted, too, that uh, there's only a couple of closers in this race. Uh, a little bit more experience. The number four, Bourbon War, caught my eye. 
uh, as well as the number six signal man. And uh, the thing that also blew my mind when I was looking at it is there was no Pletcher or Brown in this race, which, you know, when you consider all the, the young guns that they have in their, their stables, you wouldn't see one here at this race. That is pretty unusual. <laughs> that is. <laughs> but uh, it looked like a very interesting matchup. You know, initially I, I was uh, really like the Vacoma horse, the number five. I thought, you know, he'd uh, be great off a layoff. Uh, he's got, you know, first-time Lasix. First Lasix, yeah, uh, I saw that too, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he bobbled at his last start, but still managed to come back and, and do well. And, you know, he's one of the two graded stakes winners in this race. Uh, the Coleman uh, Signal, Signal Man are the only two graded stakes winners. Well, those two intrigued me initially. But then, uh, you know, when I looked at the pace of the race, that's what really kind of scared me. You know, especially okay. when you see... Hidden scroll throwing a 104 on a sloppy track. Yeah, wow. What do you do with that one? I know. Uh, and, you know, you got to love the connections. You know, it's hard to set against them, but I think I'm going to because, you, you, you know, that I think that was just a one. Sloppy track, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's the one that I think most people are kind of laying there, uh, hanging their hats on. I think the... The sloppy track, you just don't know. Right? I mean, you watched the race. I'm sure you did. I did. Um, you know, he was never really asked for anything, but uh, sometimes that makes you question the, the field too, right? Um, and, and you know, what's the old saying about sloppy track? One horse loved it and everyone else hated it, right? Well, he's clearly the one who loved it. Let's let's just say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the, on the flip side, you know, he has had a nice uh, five for a long work on February 22nd, so it's not like he's hanging out just eating hay. You know, I think the horses that I, I really like are going to be the uh, four, Bourbon War. And, uh, you know, you've got uh, Irad uh, aboard. Uh, that's not anything uh, bad to, uh, and that 10 to 1. You know, my first thought was a bounce, but then, uh, you know, I just figured it was, you know, a new kid, they're still learning. Uh, maybe he wasn't, uh, you know, it was his first stakes. You know, he went from winning a maiden to uh, racing in a grade two. They're ready to bounce. I mean, that's the biggest jump a horse is ever going to take in their career as the maiden to, uh, uh, you know, open company. And Degraded, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, and he didn't do too shabby on that, uh, you know, tune-up race or warm-up race on January 18th. But I'm also intrigued by Signal Man. Uh, you know, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of Kenny McPeak, but the horse is, you know, the biggest money maker. has been in the money all his starts. Two grade uh, ones and a grade two on this dance card. I mean, yes, he only won a grade two, but, you know, hey, that's today's race conditions. And, you know, he's shown he can win off a layoff, supposedly. That's when he won his maiden. So, yeah, and that one, you know, that that's, that's interesting, too. The one, the, the grade one that he lost, you know, he was 13th hole out of 13 chasing Nick's go and game winner right now. If Nick's go from November 2nd and game winner were in, Today's race, you know, you got to ask yourself, what price would they be? They'd probably be pretty juicy, right? And, of course, McPeak has already won one of these three-year-old races with a bomb and down at Gulfstream, right, and Har Harvey Wallbanger. So, uh, you know, you wonder if he's not uh, got this one prepped right, too. You never do know. So, you know, those are my uh, my choices, the four and the six, although I think, you know, the, the five might just be there uh, as well. You know, I do like the, the first-time Lasix. I mean, I'm always looking for changes trying to find something that's a little different from the others, uh, those, those would be the ones that I'd settle on. 
with, of course, uh, Bourbon War being on top. Okay. All right. I, I like, you know, Mark Koenig is pretty interesting. He goes through hot and cold streaks, but, um, you know, they paid $410,000 for this horse on a tap. It, and and you're right. You know, he went from a – actually, when I look at the spacing of his races, not only did he go from maiden special to grade two, but he did it, you know, what, 16 days later. He goes into the graded company from a maiden win. That's – that, that's that's a tall order right there. Um, uh, you know, then he gets some rest. He has a nice run in this optional, you know, AOC numbers of one. And, man, you look at those works since then, and he, he hasn't missed a beat, right? I mean, uh, yeah, he looks he looks pretty. If he's 10 to 1, that's a I think that's a great bet. You know, uh, Vacoma, the 5 is interesting. The first Lasix, I, I, that caught my eye, too. But, you know, he's he's coming right into this tough race off of a long layoff. You know, uh, might not be ready for his peak effort yet, although that, that 59 and 4 work, that that looks pretty good on paper, right? Yeah, um, and then I'm, you know, steady 5 for a long work, 5 for a long work, 5 for a long work. Uh, you know, he's been really trying to crank him up. With yeah, building him up to it. Now, that's a good point. Uh, that's a really good point. Weaver's hitting at 24%. I, I found this to be a fascinating race. I, I was finding it really hard to, you know, figure out where to go because, um, you know, certainly Hidden Scroll, the Mott horse. You're right. The Mott, Mott Judd, Judd Mott, those are great connections. They breed for classic um, distances, and, and, you know, they're you know he's a solid. And Mott is a solid trainer. Um you do wonder about the, the wet track, and then you got you got global campaign right next door to him too, has has been lighting it up down at Gulfstream, you know. Um, and uh, he looks like he's going to have to be right around the lead, I think. Maybe not the the speed, but he's. I don't think he's going to let anybody get away too far either. We're only going to be up close, you know, and uh, that they're not going to want to let the leader get ahead. So it just makes me think that there might be a nice little pace meltdown up front uh, to uh, give me an opportunity on the back end. Well, you know, that's a good point, too, because the two is going to certainly be involved in the pace, the Kelly Breen horse, there's no doubt about that. And and actually, you reminded me of something that the um, no one can, in, in a mile and a sixteenth at Gulfstream, no one can let the front runner get away too far because it's a short stretch as well, isn't it? Um, isn't it like Keeneland is a, the first finish line, so it's a shorter stretch? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, are you going to be out? There? Here's the question: Are you going to be out there on Saturday? Because I know you're down there in South Florida. So, are you going to be out there? Are we going to see you on TV? Uh, well, I don't know if you see me on TV, but I I do have uh, some nice seats uh, that are undercover. Not that it's going to rain, but with my son poisoning now, I think that will be a, a good thing. And uh, <laughs> it's pretty close to the finish line, so it should be pretty fabulous. And I'm going with some really close friends that I, I go to the races with a lot at Toga. Uh, so it should be a super fun day. Well, we'll be looking for you uh, in the uh, camera shot from the infield, uh, cheering the winner on at the finish line, and we'll be looking, hopefully, that it's going to be Bourbon War. So, um, war. Kelly, listen, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Appreciate the support. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up with you again soon, but listen, uh, th- thanks again. Be well, all right? Will do. You take care. Thanks, Bill. All right, Kelly. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Next week, we're going to follow the same format before reverting to our usual format. So next week, we'll have a separate segment on Long Acres, and then the two big score and guest handicapper segments will be combined in a separate download. 
In the meantime, good luck with all your plays this weekend, and may the horse be with you.